0: Hello and welcome to the hybrid podcast. I thought you had your fingers in
1: your ears then. I was tempted. (laughs) (laughs) God, i got to listen to it again.
0: (laughs) Hello and welcome to the hybrid podcast. Today is the first episode in a new format of the podcast um, where we'll be recording a little mini-series on different topics and then releasing it um, in weekly periodicals the exact same format, format yeah. as we were doing previously
2: <laughs> well you get to re- re- um, consume it in the exact same format you were previously
0: consuming it makes it easier for us to record though yeah. which you'll be happy to know I'm it sure. is a new format there's no doubt about it so we're going to record a series of podcasts talking about different topics uh and then sort of give you some practical take-homes on that so the first one we've had a few questions on is sleep um, so we're going to talk a bit today about sleep, why sleep's really important, and then in future episodes we're going to cover circadian rhythm, why that's important for sleep, um, things that can go wrong with sleep, and then some practical take on how you can actually like, make your sleep better.
2: Basically a mini-series on sleep, you might
0: say. <laughs> I think that's exactly what I would say. <laughs> we could call it our sleep
1: mini-series. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Mm. Mm.
0: Nice. So,
2: back to the day. Fact of the day is gonna be uh, related to sleep. Mm. So I'm to tying have, in with the sleep mini series. with the sleep
0: miniseries. <laughs> what How all? many episodes does a series of anything have to have <laughs> to no longer be a mini series?
1: Um, oh, that's a good question. How many se- how many episodes do it need to be a miniseries? Up to two. Well, well uh, two, it has two, it has two one, 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 one <laughs> episode. <laughs> I think two would
0: still be a mini series. Do you think? No, mm. that'd be a two-part special. I think. Yeah.
1: Mm. Ooh, maybe seen, we should maybe do we should a two-part be... special instead. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a mini series that is two episodes, but no. I've
2: certainly seen mini series that are more.
1: Well yeah. about three? Three episodes is a mini series. I, I think reckon three a mini-series. is four is. I would I think, say five I think is five
0: and upwards is I I would say is a series. I have
2: not. Seen a series with five episodes, however. Yeah. Have you?
1: BBC's always six, isn't Mm. it? I'll find one. (laughs) (laughs) They might be wrong in their classification of it as a series, though.
2: Okay. (laughs) Back to the day. (laughs) Uh, Which animal
0: sleeps the longest, do you think?
1: Oh, I know the answer to this one. Does
0: this include, is that just like normal circadian rhythm sleep or? In a 24 hour period. Um which what? animal sleeps the longest? Uh you. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> some sort of shrew. No, they must be fairly
1: active to like a shrew. I you know what a shrew is. I like mice, but little Is it a fruit bat? Is that right? Uh it's a koala. Uh yeah. Koalas eat a really uh <laughs> a source of food that has hardly any energy in it. Yeah, so pretty much. much all they do is eat shit and sleep and they don't have any energy to do anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's bad evolution, I'd say.
2: Well, it's got on this part. <laughs> <laughs> it's I not will, very I mean,
1: energetic. It Can you imagine an energetic their koala? That cuteness
0: that has kept them alive, do you reckon? I'm interested in how long fruit bats sleep. What did you say? Is it that or their cuteness that has kept them alive? I think mm. fruit
1: bats... I. Heard on the ebook that I'm listening to is 19 hours mm. in so a what, 24 hour period.
2: So a koala, it's 22 hours.
1: Whoa.
2: I think as well, what are the are koalas the ones that hang upside down?
1: No, no that's that sloth. Sloth, oh, sloth, yeah. Because mm.
2: they have a really weird digestive tract. Yeah. It's I think they like, just go, do everything they...
0: so slowly mm. though, don't they? So they're not necessarily sleeping, they're just. It's like slothing. Slothing.
2: A koala's 22 hours a day so which animal sleeps the least? He's obviously the facts but asked in a question Uh, format.
0: A fish of some sort? Does live in the sea? Uh,
1: Jellyfish.
2: Not a jellyfish.
1: Some kind of whale.
2: Not a whale.
0: No.
1: Squid. Um, this could be long. There's many yeah, things that live in the sea. So and apparently we
0: have to guess all of them. A,
2: a walrus sleeps the least in a 24 hour period. It can go up to 84 hours without sleeping. But mm. they, when
0: they do sleep, they actually sleep for about 90 hours. Hmm. I suppose they like go between icebergs and stuff, don't they? Maybe they have to
1: can they sleep in the water? I
2: don't know. I'm going to say no, because
0: they they breathe. Ah, don't they? <laughs> they also have the second longest penis of any animal. Who's got the longest? Mm, blue whale. <laughs> mm.
1: Really?
0: Yeah. I'm surprised that the walrus got the second longest. Yeah, I know.
2: Yeah. There are other whales that are large.
1: I think showing me a picture of that must a basically. massive
2: penis relative to body. They're also the biggest penis relative to body. No, that's uh ruddy duck, I
0: believe. Ruddy duck. The ruddy duck, one the one with the spiralised penis. Mm. I think lots of ducks, but I think a ruddy duck specifically has the longest uh, dick to body ratio. Ducks. <laughs> ducks are ducks pretty have gross. savage dicks, to be fair. Yeah. Like spiky. Corkscrews that yeah, it's not nice.
2: And oh. and the, and the, it's, the duck vagina is pretty yeah well. it's like a reverse corkscrew. Yeah. Basically, oh. duck woman.
0: <laughs> that mating on, rituals involve gang rape as yeah. well. It's really so all, all, quite
2: all
1: unpleasant. How do they? They have to well, twist yeah, it to to
2: to, go to, in. Twist, twist it in, and then once it's in, the female basically clamps the bloke. Can't go anywhere until she's got her fix. Um, He basically rapes her in the first place. And then she keeps him Mm. until she's done or got her semen. It's one of the most... I don't know how that was (laughs) selected
0: for. (laughs) Sometimes I question natural selection for that, that reason. Somebody wanna mm, like surely and that's spiralized
2: spiralised. It's a penis. Like how how did it go from
0: <laughs> normal normal
2: penis into vagina? mass nah, spiral's better.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I want it to be more painful for me, harder to get away from, make me more vulnerable to predators while I'm doing it.
1: Maybe the duck males just kept trying to put it in and pull out and leave. <laughs> kept trying gang rape for too long enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Odd,
0: <laughs> <laughs> not at all. But that's how ducks do it, so don't judge. Right then, sleep, sleep, sleep. How did we go from animals sleeping to duck penises?
1: Walrus penis, and then uh, talk walrus about sleep, it. <laughs> walrus penis, <obviously laughs> yeah, yeah. duck penises.
0: That gang, right? Clearly.
1: Uh, so sleep, very important, very important. What's, um where's what your favourite nap spot?
0: Uh, still in my bed your bed mm. I, I like to nap anywhere but if I had like had to choose I would choose to nap in my bed mm. sofa's the best nap spot in there
1: I feel like bed's like a very structured nap spot yeah. that's the, <laughs> that's where I go when I'm like right this is time for a nap sofa's like a really nice nap when you're just like watching something and you fall asleep
2: that's my my favourite kind of like nap is when you're not meaning to nap. Watching something really comfortable
0: and you just go to sleep and it's raining outside. Yeah. I I like on a Sunday after I like afternoon. you dribble when you nap. I love waking the, up from a nap and having dribble all down my chin. Best nap
2: is when there's football on TV and it's a game that gets just like for West, sure. west Brom against Sunderland. For sure, sleeping is the better thing to
0: do while football <laughs> is I'm going to watch
2: this because I've got it on TV <laughs> and you put it on five minutes in you're asleep and then Wake up and the game's basically finished. You think oh, that was a great use of my time. <laughs> much better than watching West probably beat Sunderland.
1: Mm.
0: Boring Ooh. game. <laughs> that's just no, that's just a boring game, mate. Best way to spend football time. Yep. Sleep. <laughs> uh, so we know that sleep is very important because we spend up to thirty-six percent of our entire lives doing it. How much? Thirty-six percent. A lot. So long. So. If you lived like 90, it would be 32 years you spent asleep. In a semi-coma-like set. Yeah, Tom uh, said in the book of Why We Sleep, there's a really funny story, isn't there?
1: There is. Um, Not a yeah. story, actually. <laughs> this, is, this is real life. An analogy. An excerpt. <laughs> uh, yeah, basically, if you um, imagine you're in the hospital, you just had a baby, and the doctor comes in and says to you, your baby's perfectly healthy, but... Uh, they're going to spend probably a third, maybe half of their time in a coma-like state unresponsive to anything in the outside world. Um, but they're fine, just here you go, take them home. And, and that's it, you would be like, what the, what What do you mean? <laughs> My baby's broken. Don't <laughs> give, give them back. <laughs> I want another one. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, that's sleep.
0: So because we spend so much time asleep, it must be very important, and, um, but we don't actually know why we sleep.
2: Isn't it, that interesting.
0: No, yeah, it's very interesting. We don't deeper. actually know for sure, like why we sleep and why it's like such an important part of uh, animal behavior. It's been baffling science
2: scientists thousands for, of years for centuries.
1: <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> uh, is. It is an odd, like, thing to like. We've obviously evolved. Everything has evolved to need a certain amount of sleep, hasn't it? Yeah. Um it is odd that considering how sort of vulnerable you are in that time, that there's no other way around it. Like sleep is obviously like massively important. It's like, it's why it's, it's happened, I guess.
0: Yeah. So there's a couple of like main reasons that are uh, things that probably happen when we sleep that are really important. So there's some level of like rejuvenation that happens. There's some genes in your brain that actually only activate at all while you're asleep. And they're genes that are responsible for things like, replicating DNA and um, sort of combating things like like different oxidative stress and uh, destroying free radicals. So that is probably a big part of the reason why we sleep. And it's also um, like when we sleep and dream is a massive part of how we consolidate our memories and go about learning new skills, which is sort of shown by how poor people are at learning uh, skills or Like memory tasks are so negatively impacted when they do sleep deprivation studies.
2: Yeah, um, there's some excellent studies where they take they sleep private people for like two hours, four hours, and they'll give them uh, memory tests, and the performance detriment for not sleeping is so unbelievable. And I always think like I did all nighters before exams. 10% 10% yeah.
0: of your exam I did really well yeah you're crazy. something like um, I, I don't quite know how I like it, but you're something like three, three times it. better at solving problems when you're not sleep deprived
1: mm-hmm. it's, it's just insane
0: <laughs> it is absolutely
2: crazy
1: yeah all nights for exams are not the one you should definitely do your revision before
2: that <laughs> and not leave yourself open to needing to do an all nighter but there's a um, really interesting thing uh, so you were saying about sleep is used. Well, one of the theories of what, why sleep is so important is because it sort of like heals your DNA. Yeah. Um, there was a really interesting study in zebrafish.
0: And what's quite cool about zebrafish is their skin is sort of like. Um, I thought zebrafish for a second was some sort of magazine. <laughs> <laughs> there was a study done in zebrafish. They're, they're like skin is that you can sort of see through it a little bit
2: so um, you can almost like, if you give them certain uh, compounds that like, you can see some of the movements of their neurons and um, basically all the double strand breaks their DNA were getting healed as they were sleeping and um, so that's one of the clear signs that sleep is actually repairing like um, DNA that gets damaged during the day and and it builds up in the brain which is just crazy, isn't it? Every day you're just like creating all this damage in your brain yeah. just by being awake and alive. And then by not getting sufficient sleep every night, you just continue to have this damage. And so it's like not a surprise that not getting enough sleep has such a massive impact just on everything like from your mental health to your physical health to like your your expected. Um, your life expectancy literally like every single house you can think of more sleep well not getting enough sleep will yeah. affect it
1: yeah.
2: and, it, and as, as you will literally have more broken bits of DNA in your brain mm. that sounds like a terrible
0: way to spend <laughs> yeah. any yeah, yeah. time that's um, that's where some of the stuff like the studies with sleep are really hard to sort of pull up out because it's really it's quite easy to say and we'll go over now some of like the negative impacts of not sleeping enough, but it's really hard to say that actually sleeping has positive impacts. So it's really it's really easy to like mm. find correlations between not sleeping and being unhealthy, but then it's really hard to figure out exactly how much sleep we need and how much getting the sleep does actually reverse the negative impact. So it's like like you said, it's lack of sleep does negatively impact um, that, but we don't know how much mm-hmm. positive uh, impact actually like. Getting enough sleep does have yeah if that makes sense. Some of the studies are really hard to like actually figure out.
2: Yeah, that's true actually because if you take so if you take someone getting perfect sleep every night as one hundred percent, you couldn't expect better than that.
0: No, and obviously plenty of people who do sleep enough do still get ill. It's not that it's yeah. like makes you invincible.
2: But there there, there are such clear um negatives to not getting enough sleep
0: yeah there's literally yeah. there is pretty much no aspect of like health and lifestyle that doesn't seem to be negatively impacted by sleep deprivation in the short term or the, the long term because there's, there's sort of two different things um that you often think about when uh, we talk about sleep deprivation we've got like our health and like um like diseases and stuff, chronic diseases that are associated with uh, lack of sleep. And then also, um, like maybe they're more in a short term, like mental performance and like your ability to sort of do tasks the day after. So if we go over some of the stuff um, with like sleep and the impacts it has on your health. We've got like short term deprivation studies that have shown that even just like a night or two of sleep deprivation. Um, Can have impacts on like your mood, blood pressure, your um, like inflammation levels, your ability to process glucose, and it's like really really interesting just how how much of an impact like even a short term effect um, like sleep deprivation can have.
2: Yeah, so there's um there's one study that looked at uh, sleep deprivation and its impact on um, leptin. So leptin is this. Hormone that's produced by your, by your fat cells that has a massive impact on your appetite, really. So, it's, so so it has a massive impact on your sort of like on how easy you'll find it to lose body fat. So, just as a little aside, uh, when you start dieting, your leptin is at let's say a hundred percent. After a week of like twenty five or thirty percent caloric restriction. leptin sort of halves so it does not scale with um it's not like you've lost half your body fat and your leptin's half it's like you've been in a a deficit for seven days and your leptin has dropped right down and as a result of that your appetite is going to be a little bit higher your desire to move is going to be a little bit lower um and so that negatively impacts how easy it is to lose body fat so if you think that always the first week or two weeks of a diet are a lot easier than subsequent weeks and a large part of that will certainly be to do with the fact that you had leptin at the start of it, and then it sort of like dropped off towards, towards um, like quite quickly as soon as you started dieting. Um, but so, really interesting study that took uh, people, who, it was a crossover design as well, so both people got both elements. Um, took um, People dieted them down, 30% deficit for seven days, and their leptin halved, which is obviously a massive drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It then sleep I mean. deprived them um, from, again, so, so it took another three people, sleep deprived those people, and their leptin after, I think it was three hours sleep deprivation for one night, also had leptin, their leptin dropped by the same amount, mm-hmm. which is like unbelievable. So three hours sleep deprivation <laughs> is the equivalent of seven days semi-starvation <laughs> which is what a diet is right like yeah yeah, yeah. like just correctly just, so if you think about how that impacts um just like what what, what that actually means in terms of how you would feel so you would be higher like once you've dieted for seven days quite harshly you will be more attuned to higher rewarding more palatable foods like that's just like your brain's more active to seek kind out of those things because you've been essentially starving you are your desire to move is reduced um and your <clears throat> appetite is also increased so if you think about those three things from from an energy um, okay, ball- energy balance perspective, every one of those things will negatively impact your ability to lose body fat. It doesn't mean that you can't lose body fat it just makes it harder so um or
0: makes it more likely that you're on body fat
2: not just. exactly right so it makes it 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 just literally makes it so much harder for you to adhere to any sort of like maintaining decent energy balance and so three hours sleep deprivation will is very very likely um, like I said then if you think about it it makes you want to move less want to eat more and want to eat more food that tastes really really good you are really going to struggle to not do those things so
0: that's after one night after one night so
2: that next day you're going to be probably your the chances that you will accrue more body fat the next day really really high Mm. really really high so just like acutely you'll probably have more body fat if you don't sleep as much did they
1: study people who are in a deficit and had sleep deprivation uh (laughs) good question um so it'd be interesting to see, like, obviously, if your mm. leptin's already reduced fifty percent after seven days, and then you have more sleep dep- deprivation. I assume it does drop, but w- like, yeah, will yeah. it drop to the same well,
0: extent? It definitely would drop a little, a little bit more, I <laughs> suppose. Um, interesting to see, like, the two really in combination. Yeah, it'd be I, savage.
2: <laughs> well, I, 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 yeah, it'd be so hard.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's why, like, especially if someone's going through a phase where they are trying to drop body fat specifically as the goal. Yeah. Um. So they're cutting calories anyway. Anyway. Like one of the most important things you can probably do is make sure that you are getting enough sleep mm-hmm. so you're not compounding the issue yeah. over time anyway. Which is obviously... Yeah. Um,
2: that's that's part of the reason uh, why whenever I work one-to-one people I always try and get them to save a decent chunk of their calories till the evening mm. so they actually could go to bed kind well having had a decent chunk of food because there's a good chance that's going to enhance how well you sleep in the evening um, so that you can actually... Yeah, adequate sleep because mm-hmm. going to bed really hungry generally is a bad idea for sleeping mm.
1: Mm. not fun either no i hate it yeah <laughs> it's
0: terrible <laughs> isn't it um you, you saw like the main effects there being on uh some of the hormones involved so you was it just leptin they said you know, well, they so, but, well so they studied ghrelin as well, well they
2: in, in that state they didn't but le- um, leptin and ghrelin are basically opposites. opposites right so like you can if you get a decrease in leptin that's certainly going to yield an increase in ghrelin and vice versa. So like when you're um just when you're at maintenance calories let's say so energy in and energy out of the same your ghrelin and your leptin are going to be at whatever level they're at. Now let's say that we were to decrease calories your ghrelin would spike upwards to make you more hungry and your leptin would go downwards um to try and like conserve a little bit of body fat likewise if the reverse happened and you ate more than you needed um in fact your leptin wouldn't actually go upwards and this is part of the reason why we see obesity is quite a big problem your body does not fight you anywhere near as hard for fat gain as it does for fat loss so then the the things that that switch when you start to eat more energy than you need are generally for most people nowhere near as robust and responsive as keeping you, um, trying to keep you with body fat because from an evolutionary perspective that makes sense if you have more body fat you're probably going to live, that's fine if you have less you might die
0: Mm -hmm. Um, it's it's those changes, if you think about those studies that Ali just talked about being the the impacts of those being so significant just from one night sleep deprivation it's not particularly surprising that then um, longer term like population studies have shown that you're roughly 50% more likely to actually end up being obese if you uh, habitually sleep for less than five hours a day mm-hmm. which is like a big big difference and it's probably um, due to the compounding effects of those hormones uh, from being consistently sleep deprived
2: yeah you are just always seeking out more food yeah. or we going to struggle to be as full Always going to not want to do much exercise. It's
1: a yeah. terrible combination for maintaining good body composition. Yeah, yeah, like like you said earlier, the sort of splitting off kind of health and lifestyle. <clears throat> the sort of the stuff you notice is the short is the short term, isn't it? It's like you feel tired the next day. You sort of actively don't want to move. It, this is just off for like one or two bad, sort of bad night sleep. Yeah, um, like behavior change, mood change, that sort of stuff. Like that's the stuff we really notice, but it's the long-term stuff that comes as a result of doing that this mm-hmm. stuff for a, a, a long period of time that is is really the issue that a lot of people are sort of. I, I, I guess when you're, when you're fairly young, you can get away with thinking, "Oh, it's, it's all right." I'd like, I, I'm I'm okay on this, and then suddenly you get to like mid thirties, forty, and you've actually like piled on a load of weight, your memory mm-hmm. shit, like all these sort of stu- other health issues start coming yeah, in. Yeah.
0: Of course, it's like it's really <laughs> easy to. Um, so before we go on, about like, some of. Them some of the negative effects, it's it maybe worth talking about how easy it is to end up being a little bit sleep deprived over time because it's not like anyone is going out of their way to only sleep three or four hours a night. Mm-hmm. But it's so easy to like cut into your sleep mm-hmm. by spending half hour actually on your phone when you get into bed and you just end up scrolling for like half hour or even like an hour is easy to do. Yeah, But it's an hour less that you've slept that night. So that's mm-hmm. just, it's just like you've got to get up fairly early. So my my getting up time is always five o'clock because that's I've got to be in the gym's coach at six. So to get a solid eight hours, I've got to be pretty much asleep by nine o'clock,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which isn't really doable. But even if I'm trying to get into bed at nine, if I spend half hour on my phone every night, I'm starting to accrue like a really solid bit of sleep deprivation yeah. by the time the week's out. So this it can happen really, really easy. Um, and it's those like, little habits that add up just going to bed like half an hour later watching one episode of something just more like just starts adding up over the course of the week and it's the same as like people uh making really small um like seemingly insignificant choices in their nutrition and and then ending up overweight after years of compounding that like always having a piece of cake at like uh an office party or something Mm -hmm. like that and these things like end up compounding it's like little choices it's not necessarily that. No one obviously goes out of their way to constantly go and eat burgers and like make themselves overweight and no one's going out of their way to like constantly and purposely sleep deprive themselves. So It's just like the compounding effect of loads of little habits. So it's something that most people end up doing and mm-hmm. can watch out for.
2: Yeah, for sure. It's, it's the, in a world where your time is like generally everyone's so busy, yep. really, really limited anyway to find time for you to chill on your own actually becomes quite hard and so that time generally for almost everybody is in the evening so you so it's almost like you feel deprived and like you're getting a little bit robbed of your own personal free time if you can oh I just want to watch this one episode and it's mm-hmm. like because, I, because I've not had any time to myself all day and that's you really and like you absolutely do need that time um but you certainly will not like it like like it will eat it, almost everyone's got a wake time that is predetermined by work and so if you take your wake time and then minus eight hours from that that is the time that you should be going go really going to sleep so let not even go to bed mm-hmm. and like that is really, really hard to do. It's really hard.
0: And yeah. we'll go over, like, amount of sleep and, like, practical ways of getting it in, potentially, in, like, other episodes, but it's worth actually keeping in mind, like, it it's worth talking about because it's so actually hard to get enough sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and if we go on with some more of the negative effects, um, just, like, the chronic disease effects, in terms of, like, diabetes, you're sort of you're up to three times more likely. Again, it's that five-hour... Like threshold, if you aren't sleeping five hours a night, habitually, you're three times more likely to develop type 2 uh, diabetes, which is a significant sort of risk factor for that. Um, again, the, the five-hour sort of cut-off point seems to like be quite important when we we're talking about things like um, immune function. You're something like three times more likely to get the cold. Mm-hmm the cold the cold the cold I'm saying the cold because I, I think I, I have it almost have so you got the cold <laughs> at night yeah I've not been sleeping I actually haven't <laughs> that much um, and also it's the same is so that five hour cutoff point you are 15% more risk of all causes of mortality <laughs> at any
1: point yeah Including shark attack, <laughs> you are more likely to be eaten by a shark if you're asleep. But you actually are because your reaction yeah. time is yeah. slower. I know. Yeah. yeah. More likely to make bad decisions swimming in shark infested waters. Yeah. i reading signs. Yeah.
2: You will say that much more likely. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine in shark infested waters there are signs to say these waters are
1: yeah. shark infested. Maybe. I don't know if like. Mm-hmm. I'd be you so mad. In the ocean. <laughs> what, where that shark's Deep, deep in, in the Oh, there's no signs. <laughs> Why weren't there signs? Well, no, <laughs> I definitely wouldn't
0: have swam <laughs> if there was a sign.
2: Oh, no, can you imagine if you were like, going on, jumping up like these like rocks? Into mm. deep sea. Well, not deep sea, but. <laughs> deep enough sea that you don't die when you jump in. Yeah. I'd be so mad if there was a shark in there and it didn't tell me.
0: Have you seen the <laughs> video of shark, the guy yeah. cliff jumping in Australia? Oh. Uh, He's got a GoPro. When and he sees a shark. Great white literally swims past him. He's like it's so terrifying. Oh. I don't want to do that. Why people in Australia insist on going in the ocean baffles me to be honest, as a side point.
2: Okay, and see.
0: Okay. So many uh, sharks there. Well, for, I'll go for well a just paddle. just assume that you said you wouldn't go in the sea if you knew it was shark infested. Most of Australia, shark infested.
1: Unless they got shark nets.
0: Solid chance there's a shark there.
1: Yeah. And then from not like
2: like in sea where you
0: can That's just, where like, that's where most of the shark attacks happen, Ali.
1: They think you're a seal. They <laughs> <laughs> think that happens. <laughs> <laughs> they think you're an elephant seal. <laughs> yeah, most shark attacks happen in like waste high water. But also I think it's like Queensland up, it's pretty much like six months a year you can't go in because of the jellyfish and other stuff that'll get you as well. Really? Yeah. <laughs> They're, sting- they're stingers. They'll get you, mate. They'll get you, mate. <laughs> do you know, can we should try and do one episode all, all in Australian accents? Uh, Maybe we should all do one.
2: You need like someone to regulate the accent. Yeah. You need like an actual Aussie yeah, as yeah.
0: well. Yeah. Yeah. It's easier if someone is there that you can copy. Easier. Easier. I would <laughs> easier. I'd be excellent at it.
2: <laughs> My accent. uh Repertoire. <laughs> What's the word um, well with I?
0: <laughs> intelligence? No, in, <laughs>
2: not in. Not, in, um, not intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> imitation? Yeah.
0: My yeah. accent imitation is very poor. Mm. I think uh, for some accents, mine is okay. But I can't. It's one of those things I can't do on demand. I could reckon your yeah. accents on a bad night's sleep.
1: Worse, worse than normal <laughs> uh, <tweet. laughs>
0: sleep deprived I'm three times better if I'm not sleep
1: deprived
2: <laughs> how likely are you to die of a car crash if you're sleep deprived Uh,
0: more likely more likely yeah much more likely you know at some point uh, that 30% of people will fall asleep at the wheel mm-hmm. it's quite scary isn't it yeah, it's pretty normal. I I've think... fallen asleep at as the wheel before so the well, data um, when I was looking at this from America, there are something like a hundred thousand uh, car crashes a year that are caused by um, like sleep, deprivation. You, sleep deprivation, like people being yeah. too tired. Basically, you know, sleep deprivation
2: is um so twenty four hour sleep deprivation or I think twenty four hours. These are, these are, I should probably check these or something, but um, is equivalent to a uh, blood alcohol level of like two shots. So your reaction times are like as bad as they would be if you had had that much alcohol. Yeah. But I don't think it's I don't think it's a full night of of not sleeping. It's, it's, more it's like, like, like awake, awake like for eighteen hours or something. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Think, yeah. So it? so when you've got like a doctor, um, who's yeah. been awake for like eighteen hours, and then does surgery, it's, <laughs> and then has <does> a shot. <laughs> it's the it's, it's it's like would you go to a doctor that's just like, oh, I just woken up, but I'm gonna have these two whiskeys quick, and then I'm gonna operate on you. To be a bit like, oh yeah. <laughs> I'd rather that wasn't the case. Well, I think you just take it <laughs> <laughs> but
0: for, for, for sleep deprivation, you're like, it's just like considered normal. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah, but I think it's, it's something like a hundred thousand car crash a year caused by sleep
1: deprivation and six thousand fatal.
0: Savage. So those signs on the motorway are actually quite important. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's the most horrible yeah. feeling when you feel like you feel that tired yeah. when you're driving. It's the horrible. most horrible
0: but it, it, it is so dangerous. Yeah. Like, But is it? But it, equally it's like, so common isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. You wouldn't, you would never, you wouldn't think about like, driving drunk. No, you wouldn't even no. consider it. But you definitely do drive when you're tired yeah. and know that you probably shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know you're a bit tired. Yeah. And it's probably the same as being a little bit drunk. It is. Yeah. Mm. The reaction time is equally um, as poor. And then, some of the others, we've got like um, mental health. Mental health is a really hard one to sort of like pull apart because all mental health disorders um, have some effect on your sleep. So one of the symptoms of pretty much every single mental health disorder is its impact on your sleep. Mm-hmm. So it's um, there, was, there was a really interesting TED talk that we'll link in this, but he was talking about a lot of the... There's like a massive crossover in the brains of people with um, like mental health disorders. I think they were measuring uh, psychosis mm-hmm. um, and the, their brains basically, uh, there's, there's this area where that controls sleep in the brain and they almost are like cross-wired so they can't sleep properly. So the area that is more active in them or is related to their psychosis just doesn't work properly because it should be helping them sleep, but it's not. Right, that's anymore. very interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to pull apart if, like, if it's unfortunately inevitable for people um, who are predisposed to getting yeah. some sort of disorder like that, whether or not they actually can sleep, or if it's sort of like chicken and egg, mm-hmm. um, maybe they could make the symptoms either not as bad or. Stop themselves from developing those uh, issues if they were able to get sleep. But it does seem that, unfortunately, those disorders are going to stop them being able to sleep and it'll become a sort of like a vicious cycle. Oh. It's
2: brutal, isn't it? Mm. Reminds me a little bit though of um. Do you know why some people have foot fetishes?
1: I think you told me this the other day. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: uh, no, but I was. You know, <laughs> I'll tell you my story <laughs> you story. show me yours and I'll show you
2: mine. <laughs> okay so the part of the brain that detects um like touch on your gelitalia is really really close to the same part of the brain that detects touch on 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 feet and so in some people those wires are actually just kind of crossed over and so they are as sexually aroused by feet as they would be by excellent gelitalia which is a bit unfair, really, because they've got three things to find, like, well, exciting.
1: <laughs> you wish you had a foot face, don't you? <laughs> I wish I had a foot
2: Yeah. With loads That'd more things to find exciting. You can, like... Some picture of your feet. Take any oh, yeah. feet while you <laughs> Can you imagine? Great. Boobs, ass, feet,
0: great. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. What was yours? Um, yours is Yours is better. Me and... Back, we're looking at we couldn't figure out all the initials in like LGBTQ and there's oh, yeah. loads of new el- initials. It's we, basically out of it now. Yeah, we couldn't figure them out. Um, and there was K, but K is for kink, and some people identify identify like kink as one of um those orientations because they, as uh, so they include like foot fetishes and all different types of kinky stuff, um, because they can't get aroused. If there isn't some element of kink involved, there's like people who literally aren't wouldn't thought they were asexual because they didn't find sex like appealing um, until there was some element of kink involved. So what what can you,
2: what what, consi- what is classed as kink?
0: Just been like whatever you think is kinky, basically. That's why I think most people disagree that it is one of like should be LGBT.
1: I think that's, that's
0: quite a good.
2: name.
0: Um, L- G- let's see L- if I can get LGBTQI PPAK. I've got no idea, mate.
2: LGBTQI
0: APK. Yes, I'm <laughs> so liberal! <laughs> Very liberal. You just added
2: in one extra. You added
1: an extra P, I think. Yeah. I thought
2: there was two A's or two A's. Now you've got to name them. I don't know (laughs) what
0: (laughs) that one That was a. That's not it. uh, Close enough. Don't research it too hard. Hmm. Here we go.
2: Let's unpack the acronym. Uh,
0: Anyway, so that is why sleep is really, really important.
1: Kind of important to get those eight hours in there. Very
0: important. so Next week, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, circadian rhythms and why they're really important for making sure you get enough good quality sleep. Yeah, indeed. See you next week.
2: Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Bye-bye.